Thank you, Austin. God is amazing. God, he's a good God. First of all, I, I thank Pastor Dennis and Sister Nathaniel for this opportunity. And it's always an opportunity. Look, I'm thanking God I'm short. <laughs> You know, God is an amazing God, and I thank him for his goodness, and I thank him for all the privileges that we get. I mean, we get to be in the house of God today, and you know, the way things are going, you never know when we might not be here again. You never know when they might say, okay, close the church again, but we are the church, right? And I know many of you in here, you praise God in your home, you worship God in your home, you read your word, you dive into your word, so you already have the word in you. You already have the praise in you. You just have to release it. You can't just hold it in. There's a scripture that says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. That's right, but at some point in time, in another scripture, it will be released because God said he just, he'll provide all our needs. He'll provide everything that we need in wealth, in riches, in physical monetary, and spiritual monetary. God is our provider. For that reason, we get to praise him. For that reason alone, we can praise him for eternity, eternal life. See, some of us don't realize we've been bought by the blood of Jesus. We've been born again. And I'm looking back there at that beautiful lady sitting back there. She's always smiling. And I'm thanking God for her smile. And I'm thanking God for Kevin because he lifts his hands and he prays God. And he's not that mobile. And as he's getting older, he's not as mobile as he used to be. But I praise God for Kevin because some of us, we won't even lift a finger to praise him. And he woke us up this morning. He started us on our way. And I say the Lord is blessing us, not just me, us right now. He's blessing us. And I'm going to cap a little bit because I'm thanking God. I'm thanking God today. I've been thanking him for the last month. God has taught me how to just praise him, how to thank him in our trials, how to thank him when we don't have a trial, how to thank him consistently because that's his, his will. We're going to talk about the will of God today. We're going to talk about praising him each day. So if you don't praise him, God's going to put you in an opportunity where you have to because you're going to go through something. He's going to bring you out of that something, and then you're going to praise him. If you're not praising him when you come out of that thing, then something is wrong. If you have teenage kids, you need to be praising him because you're going to go through something with those teenage kids. And I don't know what it is about girls. They can be a little bit more trying than boys. <laughs> you know, because I had three, two girls and one boy, but I lived in an era where all I had to do is look at my kids and they knew. <laughs> and they was afraid. <laughs> they were afraid of not me, but me and God, or God at me. And the same thing happened to me with my dad. I thank God for my father. I thank God that he took him home saved. I thank God that I was at his bed when he went home to be with the Lord. I thank God that he, my, for my sister. That's a lot of things we can thank God for. I thank God that she's in heaven today. I thank God that I was able to do both their memorials. So that's a lot we can be thankful for. Again, there's a lot that we can be thankful about, a lot. I thank God for Sister Candace yesterday. Yes, she's my sister. She's my daughter. She's my encourager. She's everything to me that God has sent her to be for me. I thank God for my husband because as years go by, they get to be troubled. <laughs> you guys know I'm telling you the truth. I thank God for trouble because if I didn't have the trouble, I wouldn't know that I needed God as much as I needed. 
I thank God for marriage because marriage is a lesson. It's a lesson. And I'm telling you, we laugh at each other. I know my daughter heard me when I said something back there. So I said, you heard me? She said, yes. I'm not going to tell you what I said and we were laughing. But we laugh together and we laugh at each other. And we, and we try not to be offended. I thank God for that. I thank God for both my grandsons here. I thank God for my grandson that's not here, my granddaughters that's not here. I thank God for my son and his wife that's coming on to be in the house of the God. I thank God for my daughter that's coming in. I thank God for these things because I'm not looking at what it is. I'm looking at what it's going to be. He promised us. He promised us that our household would be saved. He promised us that. He promised us. I'm going to tell you something. I thank God for the cell phones. Because it's a tool, it can be used as a tool, because I'm going to use mine today. <laughs> so I'm thanking him for it. But anyway, because it can be used as a tool for God. But it can be used as a tool for the devil too. Because I just see a lot of people sitting in there, sitting in church just using it, not mindful of God. But I thank God for the cell phone. I'm not done yet, but I'm thanking him. This is the icing on the cake. You're going to have a lot some good cake or some good pie or some good ice cream today, whatever you prefer. But I thank God for the meal today. And, I'm, and I'm, I want you to know I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life from my point of view. I'm going to tell you from God's point of view, pointing you to the scripture because it's in the word. And you say, well, what make you think you can do that? Because God called me 60 some years ago. And he said, go and tell my people how to be encouraged. Go and tell my people how to repent. Go and tell my people to do this or to do that. So I get that privilege because God called me. And I thank God for it. And some of you, God did the same thing too. Some of you, God called to be uh, mothers of the church, prayer intercessors in the church, um, uh, advisors in the church, advisors to the young. I thank God for those ones with wisdom and knowledge. And from that point of view, that's where I get my right from God to preach the word of God, to minister the word of God, to tell you what's right and tell you what's wrong. I thank God that some of you are going to leave here with this idea on your mind. I thank God that some of you are going to be mad when the word of God come out, but you're going to leave with a better attitude. And you're going to come back and you're going to think on it because the Holy Ghost is going to burn in your spirit and you're going to change today. I thank God for the word of repentance last week that Pastor Dennis Kingsley gave us. And that message, you need to watch that message over and over. A few weeks ago, I came out, I think it was around Easter time, uh, Sister Nathaniel gave a word of God. I thank God for it. I thank God that the people that's supposed to be in this church today are going to come back. I thank God that he's going to arise and waken them dry bones. You know why they're not here because they're dry in the spirit they're dry and they're doing their own thing but I thank God that they're going to change their attitude and change it around and put God in it see what it is people don't have God in their life in their will and in their praise they work at it but when you're happy and you know God done done something for you and you know he's still not working on you sister Maggie you're going to give him praise no matter what I give him praise no matter what I give him praise. I give him praise because sometimes people get a little bit upset at the word of God that's been preached and they don't like it. And I don't make no apologies about the word of God. Because the word of God speaks for itself. And it never says in the word that we are supposed to apologize for what we preach. It never says it in the word. Remember, I'm going to show you the praise and, and the things of God from God's point of view, from scripture point of view, not Sister Joyce's point of, point of view. 
But another thing I want to thank God for is my pastor, Natalie, back in, uh, down in Cerritos, California. Um, we work together. I'm on staff there, and I praise God for her because she has my back. She sent me a, a text a few minutes ago. I said, I'm praying for you, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I hope you got plenty of rest. See, July was the month that they gave me off in the church down there. But where have I been? I've been coming here. I've been fellowshipping here. Because I don't forget the place where I come from. I came from part of this church too. I was a part of this ministry when Pastor Curtis and Pastor Dana had this ministry. So I'm not going nowhere unless God says go. Ha ha, I love it. I love it. But we're going to talk in some scripture today. I have mine written down. And she have three up here, but I'll, it'll be. Um, see, you see that word up there? It's time to change your focus to the will of God. So I was praying, and I laid in bed a couple of nights ago, and he gave me to add to that. It's time to change your focus to the will of God to praise. Because the scripture talks about that. So it's time to change your focus to the will of God and praise. Because praise come along with all the territory. Because everything that we do in the will of God, the enemy comes in and attack. And I thank God sometimes that the enemy come in. Because we think we know everything. And we think we just living this life, just living it. And ain't no devil going to come after us. But he's out there and he's real. But we're not going to give him no praise today. The praise goes to Almighty God today. Can you guys say amen? If I had my bottle of water up here, every time I drink, you're supposed to say praise God. <laughs> but I learned that a long time ago from another pastor. But have you ever wondered about the will of God? Do you ever think on the will of God? Or are you just doing your own thing? Think on that. That's a question I'm asking you. If you want to write it down, you can write it down and go home this week and say, Lord, what about your will? She talked about your will today. Have you ever tried to find the will of God? Oh, hallelujah. I have. I think on it every day. Lord, am I in your will? I know where I'm supposed to be. I thank God for that. I don't know every place I'm supposed to be, but I know some places I'm supposed to be. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll get it. Thank you. Um, another question I'd like to ask you. Have you ever made an effort, hear me, an effort to follow it, to follow the will of God in your home, your church, your business, your community. See, when we come to God, we have to make efforts in our life. It's not all about us. I was telling my husband this morning because I was giving him a lesson, a Sunday school lesson. See, we have Sunday school lessons, me and him. And I give quick, fast, and because I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher of the word. So sometimes I shift from being wife to being pastor to be a teacher with him. I said, we need to start thinking. I didn't say him. I said, we. We need to praise God and start thinking that life is not surrounded just for us. We live with people. We live around people. We come in contact with people. We are supposed to submit ourselves to God for their sakes. It's not all about you and I, and I praise God that it's not all about me. Because I don't want to be a selfish woman of God. Okay? So I, I gave you some questions. Have you ever wondered about the will of God? Have you ever tried to find it? Have you ever, have you ever made an effort to follow it in your home, your church, your business, your community? Now, some of you guys' business is prayer. Some of you guys' business 
You have more than one business. I have more than one business. See, I know that. I know my business with God. I don't know the full scope of it, but I'm learning it step by step, line by line, up precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. See, we think we're going to get everything in a whole enchilada. The rice, the beans, the taco, the enchiladas, the barbecue, the the uh, mashed potatoes, the potato salad, the sweet potato pie. It all, It doesn't always come like we have a meal. It comes step by step, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little. And sometimes when we're going through, God may speak to us and say, praise me a little bit. Some of us have stopped dancing. For, we, we've stopped just dancing. We stopped just being joyful because praise brings joy. I like the songs that Austin sung today. Praise brings joy. Praise brings joy. Boundaries, praise bring happiness, praise bring freedom. I'm free. I've been free a long time since I started preaching as a little girl. They used to tell me, uh-uh, uh-uh, something wrong with you. You've been reading too many other books. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with me. I have the freedom of Jesus Christ, and I'm set free. And sometimes we're not set free, and we can't praise God, because when we get saved, we get all dignified. But when we was out there in the world, we were dancing, we were drinking, we was partying. But it's the same party. You just switched. You just switched who you're dancing with. You, you, you switched to God instead of the enemy. And we need to praise him for that. We need to praise him that we're alive. We need to praise him that we, we could have died at some point in our life. And I know some of you know I'm telling you the truth. We praise him. We can still die in a moment in our life, so we praise him. So what I'm going to do is going to be three scriptures, maybe four, maybe five, because God may add. I don't limit him. See, the first scripture is, and uh, she can put it up there, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. The will, the will in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. That's, the, that's, that's a little bit backwards, but we'll get back to that one. That's okay. Sometimes we think we have the order, but God has the order. Just remember that because I'm getting on the freeway this morning. And I think I'm going to get there in time, and I think I have everything all laid out perfectly, but I begin to praise God. I started praising God from the moment my foot hit that bed to the moment I got here. I said, God, you're trying to teach me something. I thank you that you're trying to teach me something. I'm going west when I should be going east. Hear me. I'm going west when I should be going east. I'm going west when I should be going east. But I might have been going the wrong way for a few seconds in my eyes because God made it had it that way. I don't know. He's teaching me and us not to just totally depend on our time frame. Oh, we got it locked down. Austin had to figure out the computer, the techniques of pastor. See, I wasn't late. <laughs> The computer was like, <laughs> praise God, really, really. So the first thing that you need to know about God's will is, and I don't know how I have it up here. I gave it to Pastor Dennis. He copied the way I gave it to him. I probably didn't put it in order because while I go to preach, we don't use PowerPoint. <laughs> I thank God for that. <laughs> See, you guys are a little more advanced in technology than they are, right? But in other words, our PowerPoint is, the is, the, is our pastor pointing to the power of the Holy Ghost, and we're running around the building. 
We running around inside the church. We praising God because some of us has been set free. And if we're not set free and we look at the other ones that's been set free, we running around inside the church for the, those that have been set free. Are you glad that somebody's been set free near you? Look at your constituents in this place today. Do you know what they're going through? God can show you. You don't have to know everything. He can show you at home while you're praying. But we need to pray and thank God for one another. Thank God for one another. So I'm going with the first one first. And everything, give thanks for this is the will. I want you to look at the will. We're going to get back to that scripture. You can leave it up there. You don't have to change, Sister Anna. And everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That's First Thessalonians 5, Thessalonians 5.18. And I'm reading you the New King James Version because I go back from the New King James to New LT. Now, let me share something with you guys about this. You need to notice the will of God in that, in that one scripture. In everything, give thanks. It's going to come up in a little bit. Don't worry about finding it right there. If that's the wrong scripture, it might be the will of God for this scripture to be up here right now. So you can get it in your spirit. and You can look at it a little bit longer. I thank God for that scripture. But for this is the will of God. The will of God is for you to thank him in everything, in every situation. The first thing you need to know about God's will it's good. We're going to get to that. And this script, can you put the other scripture up there? Back up there, um, Sister Anna. Yeah, leave that scripture right up there. Leave it up there. The first thing you need to know is good, it's pleasing, and it's perfect. No flaws are in God's will. No flaws are in praising God. Let's look at this scripture. And I have it written down on my next uh, page. Um, on my next page. I'll read it to you. Romans don't copy the behavior and customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. That's an NLT, new NLT, Romans 12, 2. Look at that scripture. Let's look at it. Look at it. Focus on it. Don't copy the behavior and custom of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will. God's will for you. You'll learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. The first thing you need to know about God's will, let me tell you, is good, pleasing, and perfect. The, the thing... The first thing you need to know about God's will is good, pleasing, and perfect. No flaws are in God's will. There is no flaws, I'm saying it again, in God's will. And sometimes we don't praise God and he tell us to because we just don't feel like it. Did he say you're going to feel like it? He just gave the command. And everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. He just gave them, see, it's good, pleasing, and perfect. That's the first thing you need to know about his will. It's good, pleasing, and perfect. He didn't ask you to ask no questions about it. He didn't say, okay. <laughs> he didn't tell us. No, he didn't ask you to know any questions about it in that particular scripture. But in other scriptures, you, he says you can come to him and ask him questions, and you can inquire of him what you need to know. But the first thing you need to know that it's the will of God for you to praise him. You need to know that God's will is perfect and pleasing and good. Everybody say good. Everybody say perfect. Pleasing. 
That's what we got to get into our mind. And the other scripture that I read you from Romans 12 too, it tells you, don't be conformed. Don't do what other people do. Don't copy what other people do. Don't be conformed to the things of this world. Sometimes you don't know the church people from the world's people. And I'm not, I'm just being realistic because of the ways, not because of how they dress, because of their character. It has nothing to do with how people dress because there are Christians that have customs that are dressed different than us, but they're born again Christians. So we don't look at the outward appearance. We look at the heart and how they're walking with Christ. And then if we do see a failure and a fault in them, not with me, if they, if they come to me and I smell it and the Holy Spirit says, tell them, I'm going to tell them. I'm not afraid to tell a person because I'm saving their soul. I'm not afraid to say, hey, you know, um, you could do a little bit better in that area. You know, uh, I see some things that not, I'm a pastor. So just because I'm not pastoring the church right now, I don't mean I'm not still a pastor. I did pastor at one time, but that title don't leave me. So it's my responsibility to tell people. I tell a whole bunch of people by where I work at about the Lord and about they need to change because they're lost. You see what I'm saying? And I see some change in them. And I see a change is coming. So we need to realize that. Um, the, the, the song years ago by Sam Cooke, a change is going to come. And you guys might laugh because I mentioned Sam Cooke. But the world know about things before the church does. George Strait has a song that living is good. If you got to live it, live it well. Because you, you can't live in this thing all by yourself. See, I like George Strait. He's one of my favorites. I like listening to his lyrics. I listen to him often. And I'm not, it's not that I'm not saved. I like George Strait. <laughs> I got to get me a side that say, I'm saved, but I still like George Strait. <laughs> He's one of my favorite singers. I have his albums. He got an album called Love is Everything. Love is everything. Love is not just a, I'm, I'm giving, I'm telling you guys something. Love is not just, oh, I love you. Oh, you're so good. Love, he talks about how love can be the kicking and the screaming and the fighting thing too. Because in this life, that's what families do. In this life, we might get mad at a family member in the church, but we can't stay mad. We got love beyond that and love through God. I praise God for that. You see what I'm saying? So we think everything is like what we see. But I'm going to tell you something. The world writing about songs that we should be writing about. This girl is on fire. And the church is sat here cold as ice. And the world is writing about this girl is on fire. We should be patting ourselves on the head and saying, God, help me. Take it back from the world and sing the real meaning of that song. Because that song has a meaning. This girl is on fire. I don't know her name, but what? Salisha's Keys. <laughs> See, I don't know, but I hear the songs. Alicia Keys. So they singing um, about songs that the church should be singing about. See, the devil is, they, on, they got the wrong fire. See what I'm saying? She probably on fire, but she got the wrong fire. Listen to what I'm saying. We got the right fire. So we need to take that song back and say, this church is on fire. So people can know that we have God. It's not about the fire. They need to feel it to burn out sin. Fire burns out things. 
Wind burns out things. How do you think God invented uh, tornadoes and hurricanes that cleanse the earth from germs and stuff at a time? These things has to be. These things must be. Pandemics come and they go. Viruses come and they go. This thing shall pass. But it's not going to pass to God says it's going to pass because the church got to get themselves together and begin to praise him. Begin to praise him. Begin to lift him up instead of lifting their problem up. Problems get the praise more than anything in this world because I go around people and I know. You ask them how they doing. Well, the dog got the flu and the dog chicken got, didn't lay no eggs. I'm from the country so I can talk like this. I'm from a farm and the chickens didn't lay no eggs this week and I couldn't get to the store to buy any eggs this week. And, you know, I got a headache this week. So, but... We can always find something to praise God about. My first thing is eternal life because Jesus laid down his life for you and I. That's my first thing to praise God for. And I'm telling you something because this behavior, I practice. Praising him is a behavior. I practice. I practice. I practice all the time. I practice it when I get lonely. I practice this when I get angry. I begin to praise him. And I ask God, God, I praise you that I'm angry, but show me why I'm angry. And then after he showed me, I said, I thank you that you've shown me that I'm angry for no reason. That I'm angry for a reason, but you're going to change and show me how to walk in that. See, we don't know how to walk in the word of God. Oh, we can talk to scriptures. We can say hallelujah. We can say all this stuff, but is it real? Are you saying hallelujah because God has really done something for you? Do you know what God has done for you? Do you know that he's took a lot of burdens off of you through his son, Jesus Christ? I praise God for Jesus. Do you know that Jesus took 39 stripes for your healing? I praise God for that, that you're not alone, that we can praise him on our sick bed, that we can praise him in anything that we can praise him to. I lost a good friend, and you guys might know him because um, I, I stay in contact with friends. Um, uh, Pastor Bill Underwood, he passed last Sunday at 6 p.m. He got his new heart. I was looking forward to him because we was trying to get him to go to the church down there. And he was contacting me, wanting to know the time, but we hadn't got a time yet because some things came in. But he got a new heart a year ago. And he was able to sing one more time with his brothers before he passed. But last Sunday at 6 p.m., a little bit after 6, he passed. It wasn't the heart. It wasn't any of that. He contracted COVID. But they had the virus shot. His wife contracted COVID, but she's still alive. She's okay. But he passed because it got, I didn't know that the pandemic, the virus can get into your liver. It got, the COVID got into his liver. Then it started affecting his new heart. And so he passed. But he asked him not to bring him back. He wanted to, he was ready to go home. But I thank God for his life. Because if you guys go on YouTube, you can look up his music. You can look up his, him and his brother's music, his family's music. They went all over singing. But I thank God for that man of God because he was thanking God that he was ready on his bed before he went into a coma because he was ready to meet the Lord. So we need to be ready to meet the Lord at any time. And any time he tell us to do something, any situation that we're in, we need to begin to ask God about that situation. First of all, you say, God, I'm in this situation, and I thank you for it because I'm going to learn something from it. 
When I come out, I'm going to be a better person. I thank you. I'm not going to be this same person that I was. Um, you know, I'm going to be a better person. And I thank you for bringing this situation into my life, bringing my attention to myself so that I can change, so I can make a change. Because every day, people of God, we got something to be thankful for, and we need to make changes in our life. We need to make changes in our life. The Holy Spirit can help us make those changes. Because without it, we can't. Austin, uh, in the Bible study, I enjoyed the Bible study. Yes, I come for God. And secondly, I come for my grandson because I support him. And thirdly, I come for the church because I support the church. I don't go by how I feel. And I was tired Thursday. Friday. Friday night. I'm used to Thursday nights because we have a service Thursday night. But Friday night. And the word of God was good coming from Austin. Not because he's my grandson, because of the word of God is in him. And he still, he still has to learn, but he got something to say. And I'm proud to be his Mimi, his grandma, to hear what he has to say. And he brought some points out that I'm telling you, God, I needed to learn that I didn't know. Because we don't know everything. And yes, God can bring a 24-year-old, a 15-year-old, a 13-year-old, a 10-year-old, somebody to teach us some words. Yes, he can do that. Because I watch my grandson, Alec. And I see it in him. I see the wisdom. He don't say much. I see how he played them drums. I see the Holy Spirit on him. I see the Holy Spirit on JR. I see the Holy Spirit on Austin. I see it. And I follow it. Yes, I follow my grandkids because they have the God in them. Because they have peace in them. The peace that passes all understanding. And that's Jesus. That's Jesus in them. And I'm not saying that they're perfect because I know them. <laughs> But I think they're perfect around me because I don't think they're going to do nothing around me. <laughs> but I love them. And then I have another grandson, um, Corey. And I was talking to him this morning. And he got such wisdom. And I was sharing some things with you. I said, I'm telling you these things because you have your mom and you have your sister and their drama. And you know how to calm them down. I have a granddaughter that's drama at times, and I have a daughter that's drama at times. I said, so I'm reminding you of this word, so I don't want you to worry about this. I don't want you to worry about any situation because God always God has it in control because why? We're praying and we're praising him. And when you do those two, you can't go wrong. Prayer is the first thing. It's not the last result. It's the first thing we go to. People, well, I guess we ought to pray. That's all we can do. No, that's not all you can do. You can praise him too. But keep on praying. Be consistent in the prayer. And I thank God for prayer. I thank God made a way uh, for us communicating him. Um, let's, look at this. let's look at the next. Um, the second thing we need to look for, and I'm thinking it's going to be up there. Yes, that's the scripture I was looking for. And I also have another scripture. And my, I don't, yeah, that's the scripture. But the second thing you need to look for, is to be mindful. You need to look for God's will. Look for it. Remember what I said? Are you uh, making an effort to look for it? You need to be mindful of it. You need to search for it. You need to know of God's will. So you need to look for God's will. You need to look for it. You need to look for God's will. I'm always looking for God's will in my life. Jeremiah 29, 12 through 13 says, in those days, when you pray, 
I will listen. See, God is listening when you pray. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. One, uh, I think it's the New King James Version said that if you look for me with your whole heart, your whole heart, if you look for him, that's the will of God is to look for his will. It's to look for it. You can't just walk in the room. See, we get so busy with life that we forget to look for God's will. Because um, my kids are grown, but we have the kids, we have the dog, we have the grandkids, we have sports with them, uh, and nothing is wrong with that. But sometimes in the midst of all of that, we forget to look for God's will. Oh, I found it right here. I'm on staff at uh, my church's Christ Life Tabernacle. And this is my church too, New Life Community. And I have others, but... Um, we need to look for it. Oh, I found it. I'm going to come here, and this is what God want me, blah, 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 and I'm happy. But all my life, since I've been brought up before the church, when I was a little girl, they used to bring me up and set me. I used to sing with a choir, the Green Sisters. This was in Texas. And they, I would do my little part in the choir, and then they would let me read my scripture. But that was preaching, because look where I'm at today. Because I would read that scripture with everything that was in me. Then I would sing my song. The Lord is blessing me right now. He woke me up this morning. Started me on my way. The Lord is blessing me right now. I'm so thankful that the Lord is blessing me right now. I'm so thankful that he woke me up this morning. I'm so thankful that he started me on my way. The Lord is blessing me right now. That was my song for years and years and years and years. And the one I'm preaching the gospel. See. Those people didn't know to put me up there. They didn't know God was going to call me years later. You see what I'm saying? They was just doing because they thought I was cute, and I think I was. <laughs> so they were because I was sing with all my might with the choir because we had the kids' choir, the children's choir, and once a month we would sing with the adults. But I got to sing with the adults all the time because <laughs> they thought I was cute. And they always wanted me to sing that one song, The Lord is Blessing Me Right Now. That had to be a song every service. See, in black churches, you ain't going to be sitting in here like this. Am I telling you the truth? In Native American churches, you're not going to be sitting in here like this. I attend a Native American church right now. The church that I'm in, most of them are Native American. And when they praise God, they praise God. When they sing God, they sing with all their heart. And you can't help but get up out of that seat and move. I couldn't help this morning but get up out of my seat and begin to praise God. Now, sometimes it's okay because we can't stand, but we can clap. Kevin stood there till he could, and he was clapping and praising God and happy and watching Alec with them drums. Because Kevin is deaf, but he can hear the beat. He can, hear the, he can, hear, he can see the beat, and he can feel the rhythm. Some of us can see everything, and we still won't move off our duff because we're lazy. We, uh, I'm just be honest with you. Some of us are, have a reason why we can't stand, but some of us have no reason. Some of us have no reason. I'm just being honest with you. Some of us have health reasons. Some of us want God to do everything for us, and he says, praise me, for this is the will of God concerning you. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. So sometimes we want God to do all the work, but we don't want to do no work. You hear what I'm saying? Sometimes we get hired on a job, and we, want, we have a, a partner, but our partner is pulling the weight. And even in marriages, let me, you know, that's going to come a time where a partner might have to pull all the weight. But the partner shouldn't have to pull all the weight. If you're healthy, you can do something. 
Praise God for the healthy partners. <laughs> I'm just telling you guys the truth. See, I told you guys I was going to give you a point of view from the scripture, not mine, not what you're thinking. See, that first scripture told us that we need to change. Let God change our minds. Change how we view the house of God. The house of God is not a club. And the house of, even though in clubs they be worshiping God. I mean, they be worshiping each other and worshiping the dance and worshiping what they're doing. But the house of God is not a club where you just come like and just have a good time. We used to have women's auxiliary, and we used to go and have a scripture, and then we would sing one song, maybe, and then we would quilt to do whatever we're going to do. I don't know who remember them days, but I do. And we ain't that old. We need to bring that back because some of these women need to know that. Women don't even know how to cook or know how to be women these days. They don't even know how to be um, a, a, a good wife these days. I'm, I hope I set the example for my kids. You know what I'm saying? They don't. They, oh, if I get mad, I'm going, I'm getting a divorce right now, and I ain't coming back. See, they didn't have, they didn't, because we as the women of God in the church, the elderly women need to teach them how to praise God and how to stick with something. See, you see what I'm saying? My mom and dad stayed married until, until my mom passed. My dad passed a year ago. My mom passed first, you see. But those people in those days, they knew how to stick with it. And one of, if one of them got mad at one another, they would go off for a little while and cool off. Or they would go in the Pentecostal dance and dance it off. You see what I'm saying? Everything is not about us. It's about what God want to do in us. Austin said something Friday night, but we don't have the inability to let, to let God grow in us. Am I, am I saying it right, Austin? We don't have the inability to let God grow in us, but he want to give us that ability. And one of the abilities of the will of God is to praise him and everything give thanks for this is the will of God for you. And the perfect will of God is, don't, is not to be conformed to what the world is doing. Oh, they're doing it over there. They got their hands folded, so I'm going to do it. They might be not feeling well that day. They, something might be going on with them. And if they might look over seeing you with your hands lifted up, like when I looked over and seen Kevin with his hands lifted up, I knew everything's going to be all right, not because of Kevin, because Kevin has a mind of praise and he's disabled. His hands are all turned in. He was clapping as good, as best as he could. And it gave me joy to see him. It was an encouragement to see Kevin that way. When we got the ability and we got our hands and we got everything that's right in us that God gave us, and we can't even say, God, I thank you for my hands. I'm going to clap for you this morning. God, I thank you for my feet. I'm going to dance for you this morning. And I like that song, Dry Bones, Dry Bones. Austin, you're going to have to teach that with you, but that's the first time I ever heard it. My grandson has some songs, and I love them. So the second thing, you need to look for the will of God. You got to look for it. You can't lay in bed and be lazy. I'm talking to the church out there and say, oh, I don't feel like going this morning. It's the same old thing. They're going to be, Pastor Dennis is going to be preaching and Austin's going to be doing the worship. But that worship is what's going to move you out of your way. That preaching is what's going to move you out. That you repent. That you repent like Pastor Dennis said last week. I did. I don't know if I done anything wrong, but I probably did. <laughs> but he said the church has gotten where they don't know how to repent or they don't want to repent. And Pastor Dennis preaches that word. And I'm telling you guys, you guys better be listening because you got a jewel here. You better be listening to the word. Pastor Dennis is just not the son-in-law. He's just not the brother. He's just not the, you know, he's more than that. See, my family look at me like I'm a sister, but I'm more than that until they need something. Oh, can you pray because this is going on? 
I'm the pastor now. I'm the woman of God now. You see what I'm saying? But see, we need to look at him. He, at one time in his life, he might have been, he might have been your friend, and he still can be, but he's a pastor. He got a calling on his life. He has a calling on his life. Sister Nathaniel has a calling on her life to be the first lady of the church. You see what I'm saying? We got to get past our stinking thinking and change our mind and don't be conformed to what the world is thinking. Like Romans 12, 2 says, be not conformed to this world. You know, go and ask God for his perfect will. It's good and it's pleasing and it's perfect. If God said, do this, do it. Don't question it. He didn't say, ask me why should I do it or why not should I do it. And let me give you a scripture. And the next scriptures I'm giving you is not going to be up there, okay? Because I added this because as I was laying in bed, stuff started coming to me. And I said, okay, that's enough. You better stop putting stuff down. Okay, so Psalms 1054 says, search for the Lord and for his strength continually seek him. Do you not have strength today? Are you laying in that bed out there in Wonderland looking at me saying, oh, I didn't have strength and I didn't feel like coming to church today? Are you laying out there? If you're almost here, you got 10 minutes. Come on, we still worshiping him. We got 10 more minutes. I'm going to let you guys go in 10 minutes. I promise I got one more. But uh, search for him. Search for the Lord. Psalms 105.4. And for his strength. You don't have strength to get up this morning to come to church? It says search for him and ask him for strength. This is the will of God for you. But we have a lot of excuses out there to do our own thing. Oh, I'm not going because they didn't recognize me last Sunday. And I came and I sat in because I'm everything. And they didn't see me. We are not everything. And it's not about us. It is about God. And if you're so full of yourself, you can't be full of God. Get over yourself. This is about God. And Pastor Dennis has a work to do here. Get over yourself, get yourself together, and come and help Pastor Dennis with this church. And if somebody new come in, welcome them. Be glad that somebody is coming in to help Pastor Dennis. Because the church of today is coming. Not the church of tomorrow, the church of today. We're in a new day now. The church of today. We make a mistake by saying they're the church of tomorrow. No, our kids, Haley, is the church of today. They're the church of the day. Um, the third thing that you need to know, you need to thank and praise him. I've been talking about praise all, so this is no new thing. You need to thank and praise God concerning his will, concerning everything. And I'm almost done here. Here's a scripture that's not up there. But I'm going to give it to you. And, and I know she's got the scripture and everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. And it might be another one up there. But I'm going to read you what I have. I says, the third thing is you need to thank and praise him concerning his will. Well, I don't want to do it. Well, then you're just going to be left out. We don't do what God says. You will be left out and he will find a way to get you to do it. I'm telling you, so it's better to do it right away. Look at the Israelites, how they wandered around. See what I'm saying? Because God was giving them the direction. They didn't want to listen to that good, perfect, and pleasing will. 
And see, because we want to do things our own way. We want to criticize people. We want to criticize their way of doing things. We want to criticize when they make a mistake. But when they make that mistake, say, Lord, I thank you that they're going to come to their senses like the prodigal son, and they're going to do better next time. Because we all make mistakes. We all go down that road. And we're going to probably continue to go down that road until we keep growing in Christ. Let him... God give you the inability to grow in you. Because you don't have it on your own. That stuck with me, Austin. Austin, Friday night, he said that. And I'm going to tell you guys something. Are you standing home for that once a Bible study uh, a month? This was the first month. I'm going to tell you, this, this church should have been packed with the supporters for Austin. God first, Pastor Dennis second, and then Austin. I'm going to tell you guys the truth. I'm not going to lie to you. Because Pastor Dennis ain't here don't mean you get to stay home. God still hold you accountable. Hear me. Hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. Not Sister Joyce Dodd. Hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to the church. God still hold you accountable. Because you're saying that Austin is part of your body or that you love Pastor Dennis. If you love Pastor Dennis, you're going to support the church wholeheartedly, whether he's here or not. I'm telling you the honest God, too. God, thank you for reminding me of that because I wasn't going to say that, but God put it in. Thank you, Father. Because let me tell you, my daughter Candace, and I'm bragging on her right now, because she needs to be. She drives me. That's why I got on the wrong freeway this morning, probably. She drives me everywhere I need to go. Every, she doesn't have to. And sometimes I tell her, you don't have to go with me. She'll drive me if I have an event. She'll drive me if Pastor Natalie can't be someplace. We have to do something for Pastor Natalie. She'll drive me if there's somebody that needs prayer. Pastor Natalie needs prayer. The church needs prayer. She'll drive me. If I say I need to go to teach tonight, sir, she'll drive me to that prayer service because my church have prayer inside the church. And the people come to pray. And we have a man standing up there praying an hour. And the people get to run in there in prayer. I'm just telling you guys something. And we're not that, we're not a big church. People are just like you guys. They come and they want to, especially since the pandemic. The pandemic gave everybody a reason to stay out of church. But you see them at McDonald's. You see them at Dairy Queen. You see them at the restaurants. You see them in Walmart. You see them in the mall. But they got an excuse not to come to church. I'm afraid I'm going to get the virus. Well, who is your God? Who is your God? I thank God for my God. And I'm not saying that you don't have to be cautious, but you do have to be cautious. You do have to be cautious. But you ask God about that one because I've asked him about it for myself. So you have to ask him about it for yourself. If God say go, you're going to be protected. Psalms um, says, I give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Psalm 105, verse 1 through 4. I'm going to read that whole thing, and then we're going to close. I give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exalt him his holy name. Rejoice, you who worship the Lord. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face evermore. Psalms 105, 1 through 4. Again, it's time to change your focus into the perfect will of God. It's time to give thanks for all things because you are a miracle. And God has a miracle waiting for you. And I love what Austin says, so I wrote it down real quick. In that song, he sang, you're not going to run out of miracles soon. God bless you. God bless you. I hope you're encouraged with the word today. God bless you today. Father, we thank you for the word today. 
We thank you, Father God, that there's things that we have to do today. Even though it's Sunday, God, just go with us and be with us. We thank you, Father God, that we heard the word, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the pastor of this church, for his family, Father God, that you have blessed them with the, with the um, opportunity to pastor this church. We thank you, Father God, that the word that was heard today will change people, that the word that were heard last week of repentance will change people, that the word that were heard weeks and weeks ago will change people. We thank you for worship today, Father God. We thank you for the musicians, Father God. We thank you for the people in this church today, Father God, that came out to hear your word. We thank you that they will be accountable and responsible for this word, and they will let it change them this week, Father God. We thank you for the laughter and the joy that the word brought today. We thank you for everything concerning you, God. We thank you for everything, for this is your will concerning us. And we give you the praise, and we give you the glory, and we give you the honor. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen.